Hey, hey, hey! Welcome, my Crash Course Champions! It's Friday. This is episode 87 of the Couch to 5A podcast. You're listening to Lady Friedrich. 87 is interesting. That's the year I graduated from high school. Even though I'm forever 35, I still do have a history and a driver's license age. Um, but yeah, 87. Man, that was a long time ago in a land far, far away. It wasn't that far away, though. I was, I, it was in uh, Utica. Went to Utica High School. Really, <coughs> he, <coughs> excuse me, huge high school. My graduating class was, I don't know, 400 and some odd kids. Um, yeah, it's just an enormous school. Anyway, today is day 63 of the Change the World in 80 Days Challenge, and today we're going to talk about alcohol and self-care because I had a first date last night. And one of the things on these first dates is um, I have had the probably not so great practice of um, having a drink just to take that edge off because it's always just a little nerve-wracking to meet people in person that you've messaged with online. Oh, and sorry about that. Those watching the video, the grainy quality of the video, for some reason, when I don't have good lighting, and it's uh, overcast today outside, um, I don't get good crispness to the image. So, sorry about that. Those of you on the podcast, it's pretend it's sunny because you don't see the difference. It sounds the same whether it's sunny or not, right? And I like to tell people that it's really about hours of day light, not necessarily sunlight. Sunlight helps. It is important to be able to see the daylight for your body to stay pumped up. Anyway, going back to the topic of alcohol, it's interesting my my relationship with alcohol in uh, high school, since we're talking about 87. Um, or, you know, before I even graduated, I had a girlfriend and I used to sneak to these excuse me, I have hair on my face, um, used to sneak into these dance clubs and, uh, you know, got, men would buy us drinks and we'd just go dancing. And I remember her sneaking wine one time. We were sneaking wine, drinking it beforehand in her car. She'd gotten it from her house, from her parents' bar area in her house or whatever. And that was the extent of, you know, my, like, sneaky, sneaky days. And, uh, what else? Then let's see. Fast forward. I didn't. I just didn't drink much. Um, it just wasn't my thing, and I didn't really have friends that pressured me with that. I was busy all the time. I had a horse and a lot of re work and trying to go through school, so I was busy doing other stuff a lot of the time. So I guess that keeps you out of trouble. Um, so I remember just remember growing up, and I didn't really like beer. Like I used to drink. I grew up, my dad used to give us a sip of Michelob. Oh my God, that stuff is nasty. If you ever not, if you ever want your kids to not drink beer as they're, when they're growing up, have them try Michelob. Blech. I really didn't get into, so in like college days, whatever, Amstel Light mows my thing, Heineken and Amstel Light, which if I tried to choke those down today, I'd be like, Bleh. Eh, that was the best I could come up with then. I remember drinking Coronas and um, those James, what was it, Bartles and, Bart, was it Bartles and James? They had like this lemonade and um, so some fruity stuff. Anyway, just weird. Oh, I got, oh, I got sick drunk um, at my 
sister, my middle sister's wedding. I was 18 at the time, mixing all kinds of drinks. Ugh. I think I talked about that on a podcast before when I barfed the other day on wine, uh, which is so, like, that was only the third time in my life I've gotten sick from drinking alcohol. Um, and it's a good thing I barfed every single time. Um, better off out, better out than in, I like to say. Um, so let's see, I, I discovered microbrewing beers. I was a lender. Uh, I was already single by then. I didn't drink much when I was married, hardly at all. And, um, oh, I did fall in love with margaritas, though. Um, my ex-husband Larry and I were down in Florida in, like, the panhandle, I think, Pensacola. And uh, it was night, you know, beautiful weather. We're on the beach. And, uh, or at least we weren't really on the beach. We were at, like, seaside um, restaurants and things. And I had a margarita. And I was just like, oh, I like this. And I'm trying to think when I actually found out about really good tequila. Um, I don't remember when I started becoming more well-versed in tequilas. I think that came later. But I got more well-versed in beers because um, when I was a lender, so I was already divorced, and I was a lender, and one of my customers was having this Christmas gathering at uh, um, Dragon Mead, which is a microbrewery. Oh, 20 minutes away from me, 15 minutes away from me. And they had like 45 beers on tap, which was a big deal back then. Like, this would have been, oh, I got divorced in 06. So it was probably like maybe 08-ish, somewhere in there. And uh, yeah, so the, the one place had so many beers and I was just like, oh my God. And so I tried to, a couple, of, they had me sip a couple of different things. And I'm like, this is beer? This doesn't taste like Michelob or Amstel Light or Coronas or... Um, Heineken's at all. This really has such a range of taste. And I kind of fell in love with dragon mead. And I would go maybe twice a year. That's how much I drank. Um, and uh, and just sample, do the sampler. Like a, I think it's five little flight of like five little glasses. And uh, that was fun. Just try different flavors just to learn that there's such a range. And so anytime like that I had friends from out of town or whatever, or if we had something special, go to Dragon Mead. And again, like I said, it was only like two times a year. And I, and I also started learning about different uh, tequilas, probably at work events, um, and learned the high-end ones, and learned that I like sipping the um, aged ones, that Añejo, which is aged, or Resposado, which is rested. Um, so, those are my things. And then my mom and I went to California on a vacation to visit some of her relatives out there. Oh, mine, mine too, but like her brother and such. And uh, the, we went to some of the wineries. And I had done winery tours when I was married. Um, went to tastings. And it wasn't really, it was Michigan. Michigan wines are really not that complex in their, or deep in their flavors. Um, so when my mom and I went to California and we're up in Napa and Sonoma and we're, we're sipping like 100-year-old vine, red Zinfandels, and I was like, this is nothing like the cheap, nasty white Zinfandel we always had at Thanksgiving. Um, and I was like, wow, this is cool. And with work, too, as a lender, um, 
And then as a collection officer, there were lots of events to go to that wine was involved, wine tastings and, you know, just dinners out. So, um, you know, I kind of got lulled into this like, oh, yeah, it's part of the special specialness of the event. And then I was dating Paul and nothing against Paul, but Paul loves microbrew beers. And I, I love trying the flavors, I'm not going to lie, um, because there is quite a variety of them. And, uh, you know, I kind of got lulled into the, oh, yeah, it makes you feel a little more relaxed, blah, blah, blah. Um, and now I'm at the point where I want to, I'm ready to just go, eh, I don't drink anymore because I feel like crud. Like I had one thing of beer yesterday, a small snifter. Now, it was high alcohol content because it was dark beer, but um, uh, I always, always, always just feel sluggish the next day. And it's so not worth it anymore. And I just thought, you know what, what if I just, because there have been periods of my life where I've just tried to like not drink at all. And you have to, the, it's not the not drink, like I don't crave alcohol, I don't crave drinking. I have like, I have like hardly anything in my house. I don't even have any beers. I have, I bought a couple of wines just because I was having some girlfriends over the other day and the bottles that we didn't, we opened but didn't finish are still on you know, recorked and haven't touched them. Like I never, I never think to myself, oh, I'd like to have a drink tonight. No, I just never do. Like if I'm going to go for something, I'm going to go for a smoothie or water or tea. Like it's not, I don't have a craving for that taste. So it's really me getting my arms around the social pressure. And the pressure is only in my head. Like my friends are not going to be like pushing me or anything, but it's just like the, um, the, I feel there's that part of me that feels like there's the expectation that, Hey, we're all drinking. And then if you're just standing around and I used to be very comfortable with standing around with a glass of water. And I think I, I just need to get back to that comfort level because, um, that's, that's what I want to do. And nobody's going to pressure me. Nobody's going to be like, or if they are, oh, what you drinking? And I say water, and I say, whoa, what's what's up with that? I'll say like, fuck off, <laughs> you know, asshole. <laughs> None of your business. I just don't want to drink. Um, so if it's almost because part of me was like, do I need to come up with some excuse? Like this guy I went out with uh, the other week. He was like, yeah, I found out that I'm allergic to alcohol. He had like this severe allergy. And, uh, and some people I've read in their profiles or I've taught one of my cousins, she's like, yeah, I just never got into drinking. Um, I don't think I could say that. So I think it's that part of me that's like, another aspect of it is I feel like I'm gonna miss the flavor variety. And it's kind of like chocolate for me, like chocolate, oh, chocolate, right? Chocolate's amazing. Who doesn't like chocolate? Chocolate makes me so ill not ill ill but like I get so many side effects I get canker sores from it. it makes my heart race it makes the back top back of my neck and my shoulders all tight I don't know why it's just the weirdest thing um, so if I eat chocolate it's great at the time and then have these bad after effects so the same thing with alcoholic tastes great at the time bad after effects I've had dates like that too <laughs> Fun at the time, bad after effects. <laughs> so um, it's just I gotta I gotta come up with um, I gotta get clear in my own head about this. I'll probably have to do the 
or I will try to, I'll do the feeling better thought from Abraham Hicks and then I'll zap it. Because um, I have thought recently about, oh, maybe I don't even want to go to that event, like my friend's cabbie party, um, because they always have wine and every time the presenter says the word ponte, which is a type of fabric that they use in the clothes, we all like, drink to ponte, red wine. Um, so it's the social pressure, even though I'm like, ugh, I don't want any more wine. Um, and then there's a party that I got invited to, one of my neighbors down the street, he, he and a friend of his have this joint birthday party because her birthday and his birthday are close to the dates in March. And they have this big party at some place in, or on the St. Clair Shores, I think, on the water. And they're going to have a band, you know, DJ and music and drinking galore. And they drink, oh, he and his friends drink a lot, like a lot, a lot, like a lot, lot every day. So yeah, alcoholics, um, in my opinion. Anyway, um, so I'm thinking, gosh, do I even just not want to go? I mean, because that's part of it too. You know, it's like me as a vegan. Would I go to an event that's a pig roast? No. No, I'm not going to be like subjected to that from every angle. Now, do I go out to eat and people are eating whatever? Yeah, I'm kind of used to that environment. But if like the sole purpose is like drinking, why would I go if that's not what I want to do? And uh, so I thought about not going to my friend's um, cabbie party too because I'm like there's so much social, not that, not that she would ever pressure me. If I said, no, I don't want anything tonight, she'd be like, okay, cool, no worries. Like that would be the end of it. So it's really just the pressure I think I put on myself um, in all of these situations. There is no reason, because I did it for years, that I could go uh, can't go somewhere and just be drinking water. Absolutely no reason other than just me feeling like I'm out of place. And I think that's just what I have to clear out is this feeling that I'm going to feel out of place. And it's it's also getting me out of a habit because now my habit from dating Paul is like when we go out, we have something to drink, we have beer uh, or whatever, just something. And it's it's reprogramming that habit. Just like program, you know, reprogramming the habit of exercising or anything else. So I haven't decided yet if I'm going on Saturday. I was hoping I would have someone I could go with as a date, um, so that I don't have to go by myself. Um, not that I can't socialize with people. I can. It's more fun with somebody else, though. Um, because, you know, I have this, this uh, worst-case scenario, me, glass of ice water, nobody talking to me, <laughs> which isn't true because I'll, I'll walk up and talk to other people. And, but it's just, you know, it's different when, you're, when you take your own friends with you. <laughs> um, instant friends, guaranteed, guaranteed someone to talk to. Um, and I had kind of made a promise to myself that I would, I would try very hard to go to only go to events where I've got someone I know there, um, just because it feels so much better. And uh, I think I've been doing pretty well with that. That's it for today. I hope other people, the bottom line is just the pressure, if it's coming from outside, I would say the pressure to drink alcohol if you don't want to drink alcohol. If the pressure is coming from other people, you do 
have to distance yourself from the other people. I think at least for a time until you get back into the habit of not drinking. Um, so for me, that would mean Saturday, eh, not going. Unless I go with someone else and then I'll have a plan. Um, and then for these first dates, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'll just I'll have to get calm in an energetic, zen-like way instead. Um, and to stay focused on how I, how I like to feel, how I want to feel. So it's anyth anything that you want to you change a behavior of the more external influences are supporting that. Like if you go out and there's no alcohol around, and like, like me, like having nothing in the house. Again, I've, even when I have it in the house, I don't like, oh, I want to have a drink. Um, so I, I don't have that piece of it. If you're dealing with that piece of it, I, I'm not qualified. I don't know what to tell you. If you have like a physical um, craving for it, that's beyond my scope of my realm of experience, my scope of understanding and knowledge to help you with that. I'm guessing there's lots of stuff, lots of resources you can find online and with groups, you know, Al-Anon or whatever, Alcoholics Anonymous, any of those where you've got this craving. Um, yeah, that's it for me for today. Um, I'll keep you posted on how my plan goes. Have a great weekend. Um, if I don't see you on the podcast, if I don't episode over the weekend, not sure yet. Talk to you later. Namaste. Drink more water and tea and smoothies. And I will too. Namaste.